We will return to The Time Machine following these messages. Quincy lies near death from a gunman's bullet. If Dr. Quincy has any knives to kill, I'd notify him now. Quincy ain't doing so good. He's dying. Quincy, Thursday on NBC. You're a policeman. You could have stopped this. David Cassidy goes undercover as a college student to break up a black market baby-making racket. Thursday on NBC. everybody, and I fly with Dave Juskow, Thanksgiving edition, Kids in the Hall, part four, as we like to do, the tradition continues, yeah, part four, it's been, uh, yeah, I thought it's been a three years podcast, but maybe I've been doing it for four years, I don't know, but it's happening, it's here, it's queer, get used to it, ladies and gentlemen, the show starts right now. Yes, the tradition continues. Two sleepyheads and one person totally ready to talk and have fun. My nieces and my sister, the traditional late night edition of the Thanksgiving podcast. Beth, Liza, Dory. Now, as most of you know, Liza and Beth were banned from the podcast after last year's performance because they fell asleep (laughs) two minutes into it. Now, I can already see Liza beginning to doze off. She promised. She said, "No, I want to." I mean, it is exactly that author-author thing we talk about. I never I'm having too much anything. fun. You what? I said I never promised anything. Yeah, you were like, "No, we want to do it." If you don't want to do, you know, I don't want to force you to have to do this. Did you ever see that movie? Oh God, there was a movie a while ago with this guy, and he made his kid come to the. Oh, it's impossible to say. Coven. That was the name of the movie he was making. There was a documentary before they started making documentaries about everybody about this kid that was making this movie and he was getting all this funding and he was like a kind of a kind of a moron. And he brought his son to like the editing room and stuff and he was like sleeping there and stuff and that's what I feel I'm doing hmm. to you guys. Dory's always up for it. Yeah, Dory's yeah. beloved on the podcast. Beloved. Dory that's has a lot right. to say. Dory is forthcoming. Be very honest. <laughs> you guys are the worst. The Dory's worst. forthcoming. This is it. I don't know what it is about your family. It's like remember when we had Matt on and He's like, oh, I'm so psyched for the podcast. I'm so psyched. And then he just fell asleep also. Maybe it's my <laughs> voice. Maybe I'm just... That does sound familiar. Yeah. Voice tends to put people to sleep. Shut up, Dory. That's... Uh, <laughs> but she's right. When you talk as much as I do, uh, that does tend to happen. Now, I also have new software I'm trying. The one we used with Memo here. It's called Virtual DJ. So I might not be as on key with some of the clips as I usually am. I'm trying to work it out because it's pretty cool software. But it's not as um, big and bold as I'm used to when I can see all my stuff. Um, but uh, we'll try it and uh, we'll see what happens, right? Okay. The music, the opening theme worked out okay. Um, right. So uh, we just came from the West Village where we we met at 6 o'clock at this new restaurant, this Italian restaurant. And I had a bad day at work, so I had a drink. I had... A beer and a shot, then I had two glasses of wine, and then we had that coffee and whatever, so I, I, I'm i a little... I mean, I'm not drunk, but because we walked it off, but I have a headache. Did we ever talk about why you had a bad day at work? 
Oh, um, it was just one of those. Uh, yeah, I'm just annoyed. They keep changing my hours around, and they ask me to come in different times, and I don't like. It ruins my whole weekend. You know, everybody knows I don't work until two on Mondays, and they ask me to come in like at eleven. Now I know that's not a big deal, <laughs> but for me, it's like you know, I know I have like another full day off, usually on Mondays, and then you know, plus I go out for wings at nine. Now I'm finished at seven. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Why are we talking about Monday? Because this is what I stress about. <laughs> and this is why I have a headache. But you said you had a bad day today. Yeah. So what happened today? That's what happened. They told me I had to work a different hour on Monday and I got pissed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh they, for next Monday. Yeah, for next Monday. <laughs> and that ruins my wing tradition, going out for eating wings at exactly gotcha. 9 o'clock. Then I go down to the bar. Then I go to the wings. I mean, I have my, my tradition. And when it gets mixed up, when you have little in your life, as I do... I look forward to these small things, like wing night. And now it's ruined, even though I got out at 7. So I called my friend. I'm like, hey, I can get out earlier today. He's like, yeah, I can't make it till 9. So, and Katie's coming in. Oh. I don't know what's happening. I'm very stressed about stuff like this. I can't handle it. So anyway, we went to this Italian restaurant. What is it called? Oh, I have no None idea. None of us can remember. <laughs> oh, why am I asking? Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's just crazy. Liza and I are laughing. We won't mention Cafe Delarte. <laughs> um, some people get very angry for no reason. Um, it runs in the family. You know, uh, so we went to some Italian restaurant right down by the Comedy Cellar. It was excellent. I thought it was excellent. Dory did not like her lasagna. Am I correct? It was okay. You said you didn't like it. I thought it was great. I loved it. I liked the baked clams. Beth, you had some horrible pasta that I didn't care for. It, it was all just okay. Liza? I like mine. Liza, good. just go to bed, please, oh because <laughs> it's, I'm not. Um, yours was just okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was a fun time, and Michelle and her daughter joined us. It was definitely fun. Which is so weird, because I saw Michelle's daughter on the street right by the restaurant yesterday. She's 16 years old. She's parading around Manhattan by herself. But it's confusing, because, you know, if I saw you guys do that, I'd be like, does your mother know you? What's, <laughs> you know, it'd be, it would be shocking. Because yeah. you're suburban girls, you know, it doesn't do it. But she grew up in Manhattan, 16-year-olds. It makes friends. It makes sense that she's hanging out with her friends everywhere. You know, Soho, West Village, wherever I see her. It makes sense. It wasn't that late at night. You know, I always think it's late because it gets darker. So I always think it's going to be late, but it wasn't. So it makes sense. But it's still weird. Was she, like, on her way home? No. She no they were on their way out. They had just finished dinner. And they were just walking around the West Village. And she was telling everybody, yeah, I know this professional comedian. There he is! <laughs> Which was very exciting to call me a professional comedian. And that's after she saw my performance wow. on my birthday. And she still calls you a professional. I couldn't believe it. Wow. I couldn't believe it. It was like a dream come true. And remember, I used her and I had a feud you know, for eight right. years. You know, When she was eight up until she was about 16. Uh, mostly because I told her when I thought Purim was and she thought Purim was the correct day. We got into a huge texting fight over that. But um, now we're okay again. And uh, Billy and, and uh, my brother-in-law joined us as well. But if you think Liza's a party pooper, wait till you see these guys. I mean, they are the absolute no fun, worst people of all time. They just cannot have a good time wherever they go. I mean, Matt's usually kind of fun. Billy's no fun. He's fun in a different way. But for partying and, and, and fun time purposes, <laughs> lives, I swear to God. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I don't know. All right, let's, uh, let's just get down to business. First of all, let me just, um, there's just a couple things to take care of. There's plenty of time. Lies, we're going to be here for a while. That's okay. I'm just letting you know. Right. I got to say, she looks really pretty. She looks awake, but yet, I don't know. I can, you can see sense her. Yeah, I can sense it. I can tell by her reaction because a lot of times when she's wide awake, she's very talkative and she's like, Uncle Dave, you're not going to believe what happened. And it's just like, kind of like the way Dory is after she has sugar. Chocolate. Chocolate. Well, it was the same thing, right? 
Yeah. Oh, Dory's now. She's like, what? What are you talking about when I have chocolate? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, let me just talk about last week's podcast um, was terrific with this guy, Dave Katz. Uh, that was so much fun. I got to relax. When I get excited about something like Dory or, you know, when she's when she's talking about Harry Potter, this is what happened to me on the podcast last week. You know, the guy's like mentioning some name and I'm like, oh, oh, and I can when I hear it back, I'm like, oh, God, can you just be professional for two seconds? I get too excited and then it like blows the mic, you know, and even my headphones. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I'm so loud and obnoxious. I didn't hear it yet. Is it up? It's yeah. Up, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just went up on Monday. Uh, we talked for two hours, um, and remember, his show is coming up, because this will come up even before the show has come up, uh, December 2nd, uh, Cozy TV at 9 p.m. you got to watch the Carney Awards. Uh, I think that was a really fun podcast, and I like, as you know, as we've told you all through, we have a lot of fun podcasts coming up. I am planning for, as you know, I told you already, the David Tell Hanukkah podcast, I am planning it for now to be, right now it's tentative, it is tentative, David Tell and Gilbert Gottfried in my studio together. To light the menorah. Now that's a show. That's, that's a show. Exciting. That's a show. That, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do you Gilbert. Never I can't. Do yeah, again. I won't do it. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to do. Black. Um. So that should be super fun. Now, um, Dory goes to Rutgers as we've multiple times, multiple talked about on this show. Liza just started at University of Massachusetts. This is her first semester. And uh, she's having a great time, except for your best friend as a roommate. It's a little complicated, as sometimes that happens. But um, you're putting through it because you, uh, you're awesome. Yeah. You're having a really good time, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, make sure you just talk into the mic directly. Definitely. And uh, <laughs> what makes it so fun? Uh, well, the parties are fun. There we go. That's My all we want to hear. classes aren't that hard. <laughs> Tori, why can't you say that exact same thing? Uh, I'm sorry. All I want to hear you say is one time. The parties are fun the at Rutgers. The parties are fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, not the same. <laughs> well, I think it's way cool. A lot of times, well, one time when Liza first started, we were all at Pizza Hut for Billy's birthday, and we Skyped or oh, FaceTimed right. Liza, and oh, she was, like was so hungover, we'd never seen anything <laughs> like it. She didn't say it. You just tell. It's kind of like the face she's making now. Except her hair was up, and I think she hadn't slept. <laughs> and she's like, hey, how's the pizza? Hey. <laughs> Definitely not a thing. Really? I don't know. Yeah, you're lying <laughs> I met someone who goes to Fordham, who's Liza's age, and she's like, oh, yeah, we are the worst food in all, the whole country for the Princeton Review, Fordham University. And I'm like, oh, my, my daughter had lobster. Like, I don't know what you're talking you about. You get lobster for dinner <laughs> and stuff and the food? Because you're uh, that's the kind of school you're at, right? You're it's at number like a, one. It's number it's one. It's the opposite of Fordham. Wow. Like you, in your cafeteria, where you go for food, you have amazing food. Why? Why is it so good? I have no idea. UMass just has number one food in the country. But you don't think it has to do with being a hospitality school and that's the reason, like having a hotel on campus and stuff like that doesn't have anything to do with it? It's got to have something to do with it, No. Maybe. See, to me, it makes sense. You would have the best food. That's the first thing I thought of. It's a hospitality school. It's a you know, you're but everybody. A lot, of, a lot of people are, are there too. Yeah, that's not the only school that has hospitality. Yes, but major. they're they're all about like you know, a lot of them. I mean, they have a hotel on campus. Is it run by by college students? It's they have jobs there. I don't they think have it's jobs run. There. By not run. Them. Okay, because no, I thought it was there's all like a restaurant in the 
a hotel that's run by students, and then there's jobs there, but the whole thing isn't run by I mean, students. if you have a restaurant on campus run by students and you have a hotel that, that you know, that on campus, it, it, <laughs> it, it goes without saying, I think, that all that food is coming from the same place off the same trucks and yeah but they still had tongs for the cookies so you're doing the curbing enthusiasm I <laughs> <laughs> that, was so so. that was classic well i was doing some research on um who well uh, uh, who some of the alumni are on uh for Rutgers and umass mm-hmm. and what i found was that Rutgers alumni had some really great people and UMass has the worst people <laughs> in the history of, of people. Um, now, Rutgers has Todd Frazier, who oh, is a New York Yankee. All right. Or was. He won the Little League World Series when he was like 12, and now he's a New York Yankee. It's like he's from that's Tom's cool. River. Aww, that's yeah, that's cute. way cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. You know, he's still on the team. He's still on the team, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. I, uh, sometimes he gets uh, overshadowed by it. You're looking at Liza like, how the hell did you know? That is like, exactly what I'm looking Because he's a handsome fella, that's why. I don't know. I like started watching it more at college because two of my friends are from New York and they're really into Yankees, the Yankees, and watching it. But you like the Mets, right? Shit. <laughs> I took a shot. Uh, Tom Savage is from Rutgers. He sucks, but still he's on the Houston uh, Texans. It's exciting. And, of course, my favorite, uh, Milton Friedman. Hello? Uh, what am I searching? I have no idea. Dora, you want to talk about Shrek? <laughs> uh, as most of you know last week, which was everybody's favorite part, when I recorded um, my sister and Dory talking about their stupid show. Now I can find and I'm totally going to record them. So I can prove to you they're actually good. <laughs> yeah, don't you usually it. ask everyone to email you? I do, but then the thought of 102 <laughs> emails was annoying, so I didn't. I'm here you live. You don't need to play Sunday, my voice right? anymore. Right. Oh, I do. I like you want to say. Oh, yeah. And okay, so Sophie Spencer was was she just like? Oh my god! Really, really the names. She and Carly. It was. The two of them were by far the best. Carly's awesome. Carly's amazing. See? I Carly's a better overall entertainer than so. She's eight years old. <laughs> Nobody's a great overall entertainer at eight. Didn't you do this last week? Yes, but everybody loved no it. Okay. Everybody loved it. Excuse me, Carly's like 10, right? Oh, my God. You guys are <laughs> sick. No, I think she's crazy nine. Crazy people. She's only nine? No, she's been on our show for three years, right? She's in you fourth grade, but she's minds. young. She's so good. <laughs> oh my god! She might only be eight. Right. I don't even know if she's nine. Well, yet. that was everybody's wow. favorite part of the podcast of like all time. They just are like, "You got to do more recording." Like everybody I talked to, <laughs> there was like, "That was so amazing." Everybody's on board with me. They all think you guys are crazy. Well, your you love of understand. eight years old. It's like it was like, man, if I had my way, I, I would just see a show of her on Broadway. Oh, there, and then the best Nobody part is said that. everybody says that. that and then <laughs> the best part is Rhoda no. chiming in. Turn here. That's everybody's <laughs> favorite part is when Rhoda makes the appearance, and that's oh, the fun. That's and then, of course, exciting. when they say something about Rose Weinstein or whoever the person is, I just go. They're like, oh, we couldn't, Weissman. whatever, we couldn't give her a part. And I go, because she's Jewish and no laughs, like nothing. Yeah, from I the know. Car. That's why you got mad because nobody was listening no. to you for a change. No, I didn't get mad. I thought that was funny. Uh-huh. Oh, well, that's why right. you recorded us because you were like, I'm going to get them back for not listening to me. <laughs> I'm staring at her right now. 
All right, let me show you uh, Milton Friedman as he went to your school. This is how big he is. This is, um, I play this clip all the time from Family Ties from the 80s. Hello? Yes, yes, can I tell him who's calling? Just a minute. Alex, is Stephanie Brooks for you? Hello? Yeah, sure, I remember you. There wasn't any problem with the groceries, was there? Good. Uh, Tonight? In person? Oh, I'd love to go. All right, I'll come by your place at 7 o'clock. Thanks again. Goodbye. Front row center, I can't believe it. Are you going to that Barry Manilow concert tonight? Oh, better, better. Better than Barry Manilow who? Milton Friedman. (laughs) No way the audience knew who he was. They're all laughing, like, ha, ha, ha. They don't know who he is. Uh, They know, I think... Earlier in the show, he was talking about oh, okay. Milton Friedman, so I think they got it. What When I played this when we were going to the Barry Manilow concert that day, um, I played this because I couldn't even believe... I was trying to figure out... I remember watching it as a kid. You got me into the show, I remember. And watching it and saying, why would they say better than Barry Manilow? Because even at that time, Barry Manilow was kind of a has-been. As much as we enjoy him oh. now, he was kind of a has-been. So like, who's writing that show... Where they don't have anything for a sixteen-year-old kid to say in nineteen eighty-four. It was nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, where where it Mallory, who's like right. Liza, who's cool, <laughs> is not going to say that would be like her saying like better than a Duran Duran concert. <laughs> you know, like I mean, it's just weird. You know, it's like that is kind of saying Katy Perry. You can understand, but it was on like Milton Friedman. So he's a graduate of uh, Dory's College. Oh, fascinating. Also, an awesome, awesome graduate of your college is uh, this guy, John Carpenter. Do you know what he does? No. Well, he uh, made this movie and then even wrote the theme. And it's terrifying. Nothing? No? No. We don't watch scary movies in our house. Yeah, but this is a classic theme. I know. She wouldn't know. Well, it's like a... It's the Halloween theme. They play it everywhere. You know, a haunted house. It's scary. Well, it's, uh, I guess it's a little scary, yeah. But it's so, but the movie's not that scary. It's just a slasher movie, you know. But, uh, but, uh, this guy wrote, he wrote it. He, this guy who directed it, he wrote it. And it's so cool because John Carpenter used to write a whole bunch of songs for his own movies, but they're all that easy 80s stuff, <laughs> which makes it funny. This is the theme from Escape from New York. And it, it's like kind of similar, like but <sighs> like like I could have written my own. Oh, shut up, Beth! She's already <laughs> snoring. Liza's already having the worst time of her life. Oh my god! Well, I'll pick it up. But you can hear the '80s, Nick. Right? Couldn't you see me writing this in the '80s? Like right, <laughs> my little Ross Ross Geller keyboard. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, that's did. You ever see this movie? No. You ever hear of it? They make Manhattan a maximum security prison, so it's overrun with criminals and crooks, and you just live there, and it's like a mess. But the president, somebody hijacked the president's plane, and it goes down in Manhattan. So they get Kurt Russell to um, get him out. He has to land his plane on the World Trade Center, so nobody sees it. He has to glide it in on top of the World Trade Center. And then he's got to get the president out. 
and he only has um, 24 hours to do it. It's very exciting. It sounds intense. But it was cool because he's a he's a director that writes his own songs. But um, I just like because we were playing uh, like something. Oh, I don't have that one. That's right. We were playing stuff that that sounds so 80s stuff. Like uh, this is my favorite one that I play all the time. Every like every podcast when I want to go back to the 80s. Big John, Little John. Oh, that's that's 70s. No, it goes. Wait, here it is. Yeah, that's Big John. Well, you know I play Big John, Little John. Going all the way back to 1982. Here's Push It to the Limit from Scarface, everybody. I hope you like it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like one of those South Park fake 80, like they're trying to make an 80s song. Anyway, I like those uh, 80 songs. And that's what John Carpenter is a graduate of your school. All right. He's pretty cool. He's that's done some really cool exciting. movies. That's right. Um, also, John DiMaggio, who's a friend of mine for many years. Do you know what he does? No. Well, is there anybody we've heard of? Well, I've, everybody in my audience has heard of these people. Okay, kiddo, I gotta go. It's been fun, though, right? Well, maybe a smidge more fun for me than you. I'm just guessing, since you're being awful quiet. Anyway, be a good boy, finish your homework, and be in bed by nine. And hey, please tell the big man I said hello. <laughs> Joker? Yes. <laughs> Which one? Uh, like a different, not the one with Mark Hamill plays. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just because uh, he's mostly known for uh, Futurama. Oh yeah. So, uh, but I, you know, he plays the Joker. I mean, that's kind of yeah. cool, right? Yeah, yeah it's pretty. Cool. Yeah, what's cooler than that? You know, if you get to play the Joker, that's I mean, pretty, uh, nobody's as good as Mark Hamill. Everybody knows that, it's and true. we had a whole podcast about that. But um, it's still pretty cool. So, did you see that uh, Mark Hamill walked into a ride at Disney World, like the Star Wars ride? Couldn't get on because he's too tiny. <laughs> Put on bump. Oh, now he walked on, and everybody was like, "What? What?" <laughs> it's cool. No, I did not see that. Yeah, it was really cute. I love that Mark Hamill. Cool. Um, also, Callista Flockhart. I didn't know that. I know who that who's is. Who's married to uh, Han Solo? Oh, that's cool. And Jane Krakowski, who everybody loves. Oh, really? Oh. She went to Rutgers. Yeah, really? I didn't know that either. I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, I was very surprised. I feel like they should make that a bigger deal. Uh, you're completely right. I agree with you 100%. Um, now, let's see who went to Liza's school. Well, I think it was this guy. Spanish fly was the thing that all <laughs> boys uh, at, from age 11 on up to death, <laughs> we will still be searching... For Spanish flour. <laughs> right. And 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 what was the old the old story was if you, you took a little in. drop, no, it was on the head of a pin. pin. That's right. Drop and you it put in, it in a Coca Cola. Don't Cut. matter. It doesn't make it. And the girl would drink it. And, and she's yours. Hello, America. <laughs> what was that from? That is Bill Cosby on the Larry King show before all the nonsense happened. Yeah, saying, what year was that? I love drugging girls. 
Oh my God. He's an alumni of your school, Liza. That is so <laughs> awesome oh for you. God. I'm so happy for you. Oh, oh That's sure? great. He yeah. Went there? He went to grad school there, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's great. No, because he's a temple guy, but then he went right, there and he right, got a doctorate right. there or something. I don't know. Whatever the nice. case may be, I think he drugged and raped a lot of girls at your school. Liza, you should be very, very pleased. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't that great? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> You're having too much fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the matter? You don't like Bill Cosby anymore? He's um, so awesome. <laughs> Man, because... Liza, I'm going to come up to visit you. I'd like to meet your roommate. Maybe there's some way we can uh, we can pay her back for being such a lovely delight. And I'll just give him a couple minutes in the room. Just make sure you roofie-proof all the drinks before I get there to the place. And we're going to have a good time. You sound like um, Kate McKinnon doing someone on SNL. <laughs> that is the lowest compliment that ever paid for anybody. Here's another guy that also went to your college, though, which is, uh, he's horrible, but still, this was pretty good, I guess. People are looking at me. They're not looking at you. They're looking at me. The Recognize anything? Nice to people. I don't like it. Stores are never nice to people. They're nice to credit cards. Okay. Stop fidgeting. Oh. Give me yeah. your gum. Pretty woman. Excellent. You know the movie, girls? No. I don't believe no? you did that. He went to UMass? Or <clears throat> she did? Apparently. Yes. I am Mr. Hollister, the manager. May I help you? <laughs> Edward Lewis. <laughs> ah. Yes, sir. You see this young lady over here? Yes. It's a good movie, girls. You should watch it. Do you have it. anything in this shop as beautiful as she is? Oh, yes. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying we have many things as beautiful as she would want them to be. That's the point I was getting at. And I think we can all agree with that. That's why when you came Excuse in here, you know what we're going to need from here? the first. We're going to need a few more people helping us out. I'll tell you why. We're going to be spending an obscene amount of money in here. So we're going to need a lot more help sucking up to us because that's what we really like. Oh. You understand that? Sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city, for that matter. Anything you see here, we can do, by the way. Get ready to have some fun, okay? okay. Mary Pat, Mary Kate, Mary Frances, Tova, let's see it. Come on, bring oh, it up. Absolutely divine. Excuse me, sir. Uh, yeah. Exactly how obscene an amount of money were you talking about? Just profane or really offensive? Really offensive. I like him so much. I, I love uh, that guy's Larry Miller, and he's actually one of my favorite comics. I was going to say, he should be on the uh, Norton. What was it? Oh, the Carnies. Carnies. Uh, you're right at this point, I guess, but he's mostly known as a stand up comic. But at this point, he's done so many so acting many. roles. He's always in all the uh, Christopher Guest stuff now yeah. and everything. But yeah, he um, he's really funny in that. Really funny in that. Uh, like, it's just like, and you better start with the compliments, too. He goes, uh, you say, yeah. Uh, you're uh, you're very handsome. You're very powerful. <laughs> Not me, you idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really funny, and he was like a great comic. Like he was one of those comics that when I used to be at Caroline's, when I was managed by them, when he was in town, I'd watch his full set. You know, I really don't like comedy, but there are certain people that I would watch their full set, and I would completely learn from him. And I learned, you know, when I came up with that chef bit, I kind of got that from him in the sense of telling a story. It was a combination of. Him and Jim Brewer uh, to, with the wild stuff, but it was definitely Larry Miller like putting a story together and seeing if you could uh, tell a story on stage like that, which um, apparently I, I could only do once. Yeah, well, I thought it was awesome when you did it. Oh, the chef thing? Still think you should have won Star Search. Yeah, see, but it Bastards. I didn't deserve to win. That is not true. I was setting it up. I didn't get to the good parts in Star Search. I was setting it up with my... 
D material, if I could squeak by, I think I could have won the show because I would have gotten better and better every week. So you have to make a decision. You go in with your A stuff, which you could definitely get to the next level, and then you wind up with nothing at the end, or do you play it the other way? What do you think, Dory? Right. Yeah. What would you do if you were on Star Search? You got to get better every week. I think that's more important. You can't win well, if you start off too good. But if you lose on the first round. Well, I think right. you got to start off with like your B material. Liza, what would you do? This will be your last comment, then you can go to bed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dory and I can get serious about the podcast. Yeah, no, you have to get better every week. Very important. So you think I did it the right way? Trying to squeak by. Yeah, it's with risky, the but that's setting the up. The I big wouldn't. thing, the big ending. But you were so different than the other guy. The other guy was just like boring. Beth, clearly people don't like different or the comedy seller would not have gotten letters for the worst <laughs> birthday show in the history of shows. Nobody likes different. They want the exact same shit all the time. It's really annoying. Yeah, it's really annoying. everyone sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. So uh, what I'm saying is um, when we were talking about you guys talking about Shrek... Um, of course, I mean, this is we, this is what I think of all the time when you guys are talking. (laughs) But it is so cool that Mrs. Haggerty is letting Uh us do Legally Blonde, the musical. Especially since we're the first middle school in all of Kansas to perform it. For most people in the audience, this is going to be the first time that they see this show. Which means they're going to remember the show for the rest of their lives. (laughs) This is exactly what your shows sound like. is great Beth's totally nodding her head no they don't Dory's like it's a little true it just depends on you know the year and the kid yeah. and this is of course the you know classic Liza... thing from Saturday Night Live <laughs> played Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz that's right she was awesome okay <laughs> this is what I have to sit through folks can't still be in this play she missed two rehearsals yeah I mean it'd be too hard to catch up on all that choreography this is what Beth tells me on a daily basis on the phone after rehearsal that's so accurate Now, the best part about this is I actually found the clip of what SNL based this on. There's an actual clip on YouTube which somebody went clearly to one of Beth's shows and based it on this thing. It's actually from Texas, but it's what it's based on. And it's like the same. It's really messed up. It's actually the, the real one. This is an actual oh high God. school production. No, yeah. middle school. No, no, this is a high school production. What? Ooh, I think they looked you older. I don't think you could do Legally Blonde in middle school. Saturday can you? Night Live. That, that sketch yeah, was based on was middle, middle school. school. They were the first middle school in Kansas. Well, maybe they are. I'm... Ring the ring back and show 
Sounds like middle school. Maybe it is. I'll do another check. This is what I'm hoping those mice sound like in Shrek when um, <laughs> we're going to get the recordings that of that. In middle school, like, that's good. That's all you can get, right. If there was a perfect couple, this one qualifies. Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God, this is happening. Dory, are you singing along? <laughs> Do you remember when I took you guys to see it? Yeah. And it was awesome because we saw it with Laura Bell Bundy which was the right move because after they replaced her, just like in Dear Evan Hansen, it closed in two weeks. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Now, I'm always thinking, every time I think of those shows at your show, uh, Dory and I always, I, she finally told me what this is from. I couldn't remember what it was from. Let's go out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say that. I know because <laughs> that's what it always sounds like to me. That's from the Big Bang Theory when Penny has a, a gig singing over a garage in a bowling alley or something. Yes. She's gonna sing Rent. I didn't know what that song was from. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like walking around and I'm trying to sing. That. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I had no idea what that song was. How did you know it was from Rent? I just knew it was from Rent. I just heard the song. For the first time, I don't know that song at all, and it's it's a really good song. Yeah, and I'm pretty now sure I, say it. Now I know how bad she is. You know, like I, I didn't get it until I heard this song. And this is, I think, Rosario Dawson. It's from um, the movie, I believe. Yeah. It's such a rocking song. I can, yes, when I hear good. Penny doing it, I'm like, that sounds Rent sounds horrible because I've never seen Rent. Have you guys seen it? Only on Netflix. Yeah, I saw the movie. The movie on Netflix yeah. with Sarah Silverman. Rent? Yeah. Well, I was trying to figure out where that uh, was coming from. It comes yeah. in like much later. You see that? Now, wait a second. Let me get... Go to bed. Go to bed. It's fine, Liza. Liza, please. It's ridiculous, you know. (laughs) This is the show. This is what I do. I play clips, and we talk about nothing. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before you leave? I was going to say, you're not saying anything anyway. Just go to bed. I have nothing to input. Do you want to talk about anything? Do you want to talk about your middle school production of Wizard of Oz? I don't really think anything. Do you have any any good um, college stories? Um, Well, I have college stories, but... Do you have any new tattoos that you want to talk about? You thought I was bringing down the podcast, like, just (laughs) looking for clips, but this is even worse. She doesn't have any tattoos, by the way. I was just making that up. Yeah. But I thought maybe there's something secret was going to come out on the podcast. I'm just saying. Oh, nice work. Right? Oh, no, I didn't know what you meant by that. That's what I, I meant. Like, what is that supposed to mean? You know, something exciting for the podcast. Just saying. Have you gone out with any boys? Hmm? You heard me. <laughs> no. I think she's lying. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm not. Are you dating anybody? No. Are you looking? No. Mm, interesting. She's like, yeah, I'm going to take uh, first semester off. Next semester, I'm going to get crazy. <laughs> like my roommate. Um, you know, 
No, but uh, what do you think of, uh, before you leave, what do you think of all this uh, sexual harassment stuff? What do you think of this Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K. stuff? <laughs> you have nothing to say. I wish I left before this. I'm not good at talking about this stuff. What are you good talking about? Because I don't like pay attention to stuff. But every day we wake up, there's a new allegation to somebody. I mean, I don't talk I about no, news I know who ever. the people are, but I don't. After, like, I listen to their name, and then I stop paying attention. Well, what I'm saying is, what do you think about these men who are abusing their power? I think it's wrong. Well, that's something. <laughs> I guess you taught her well. Are you embarrassed by your daughter, or what, what <laughs> face is that? It was the, you know, did Louis C.K. have power? Was he just being stupid? Well, listen, no. I mean... You know. You know, That's obviously, not the you and Weinstein I have thing. right, right, but but it's just as bad at this point for him. Uh, you and I have known Louis for a very long time. Right. Certainly, I've known about this his situation for a long time. Didn't even think twice about it because he never touched anybody. So right. I was like, well, exactly. you know, whatever. But apparently, it Everybody is a, some sort of abusive. Out. Well, exactly. You know, because I believe I even told a bit of your story on the air where. You know, you were in a car with one of my friends. That's right. Pulls it out, and you're like, "Yeah, I got out of the car. <laughs> Pulled it out, I got out of the car." But bye. Hello. Yeah, I'm like, uh, "Hey, how about this?" You're like, "How about this?" I'm leaving. <laughs> Close the door right on his penis, just like in Greece. <laughs> See, you can't just walk out for driving. That's what I think. That's the way he talked too. Um, but that's the thing. It's like these. He asks these girls to come in up to his hotel room. He's like, "I'm going to pull up my penis and I'm going to do some stuff to it. You can choose to come up or not." And they're like, "They pro- let's just say they thought he was joking." But then when he pulls it out, they know he's not joking, so they'll walk away, leave. But I guess we're. Uh, Did he promise them jobs? No. But I think I they think if they leave, they won't get jobs. What well, What kind of job was he giving I have them? No right. idea. They I'm wanted sorry. to be comics. No. I mean. It's it's a little bit of yes. a stretch. Yeah. If you don't touch it, what are you supposed to do? I mean, he's this is what he does, and he doesn't make any bones about it on stage. He's a he's a pervert, you know. Like he's he's very open about it. That's why I think he can make a comeback. I think he can do a show where he'll be able to work it out once, you know, in a year maybe or something. It's pretty bad now. What do you think of this Charlie Rose? Why is it these old ugly men that uh, keep exposing themselves? Right? How come it's not Orlando Bloom doing it? Why is that? Because they everybody says yes to them. Right, they it's don't not need harassment. to. Uh, <laughs> Liza, has anybody done this to you in college yet? No. Like any of your professors? No. Like Liza, I, I would give you an A if you know you want to get serious. No. What would you do if somebody said that? I'd punch them in the face. Oh, damn it! But I was you bring it was your like, way. Do you always bring your own drinks to parties? Like yes. Yeah. See, that's like a new thing. I think. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. You don't go to a fraternity party and get liquor there. No, never. Yeah. How how do you bring drinks? Just just in a water bottle. You bring one drink in a water bottle. Well, it's a big water bottle. Oh, <laughs> so you're always drinking like vodka or something. Yeah. But you might have a can of beer because that's that can't be. I don't think they drink beer. Nobody drinks beer anymore. Don't the fraternities all have beer? Yes, the people in the fraternity drink beer. And then Liza, just go to bed. This is just not working. I think she's uncomfortable (laughs) talking about. Well, she's not comfortable talking about anything. So why are we even here? Yeah, this is like a weird topic. It's not a weird topic. It's an awesome topic, (laughs) but she's not being forthcoming. It's true. All right, so beat it. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, you should just ban me for life. I'm sorry. Yeah, you are banned for life. Okay, because we gave you another chance. You did. Gave you another chance. Now I got to hear from Joe Messina next week. Like, (laughs) why are you even having lies on? I told you last year, don't put lies on, and he loves you. 
You did. I'm going to blame you. You put me back on. Well, I because you said you'd be better. She did I not. I did not. Did words not. I didn't want you to come. Mouth. I said go to bed. You so were like, no, I'm going to sit here. here. I even Liza, went out and got okay. another microphone and headphones. Get me some water, Liza. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, Dory. Now we can have fun. At least she wished you a good Thanksgiving. We'll get rid of your mom too, and then we'll have a good time. No, Beth. Do you want to leave too? No, I do not. (laughs) Beth's loads of fun. See? Oh, thank you, Dory. You're like the worst. She said, "Get me some water." You give her like there's one drop of water left. It's like that. um, There you go. Vacation. Yeah, you, you look like you excuse the cooling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Jane Krakowski, I was going to get that clip. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I French kiss. Everybody does that. Yeah, but Daddy says I'm the best. <laughs> Gross. You can't open it. I'll open it. It's the worst book ever. <laughs> well, first I made it worse, and you know, like just by looking for stuff, which I knew I was going to cut out. But then you guys, hey, your other daughter, I don't know what that's all about. What are we going to do about her? I don't know. That's all right. You could have just ignored her. I did ignore her the entire time, and then I was trying to be polite. Not really. You kept kind of bringing her up. You were like, Liza. Because at the end. Liza. But I'm trying to include everybody. Isn't that the right thing to do? Not with Liza. Not when she's falling asleep. So you're saying I should play favorites? Yeah. Well, I said I wanted to take Liza to Sarah's party, and then Dory's like, what about me? And I'm like, well, what about you? Yeah, what about me? Well, what are you going to do with that party? I don't know. Meet people? Really? Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, my become. That was awesome. Well, that was worth every penny of this podcast. Thank you. It's <laughs> just funny that she was like, no. <laughs> At least she's I just honest. I had a whole conversation about how I hated meeting people. <laughs> well, that was awesome. Like 10 minutes ago. If you see uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and we say hello, would you? And I introduce you. Would would you say hello or would you just walk away? Well, I'd say hello. Then I. What if we saw the kid like I saw from uh, New Girl? Which kid? You know the Jewish kid. Schmidt. Yeah, I love Schmidt. Yeah, but would you say that? And would you talk to him for a while? And (laughs) like, if I left you alone, would you say, "Oh, I got to ask you something," or would you just be like, "All right, thank you very much." Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's tough being with your Uncle David, especially when he is loaded. He is on fire. I'm yelling at everybody. You would basically need to be calm. You'd be like, I know my uncle's crazy, but I just think you're terrific. You would need to be the the, which I think Liza could do. Yeah, no, she totally could. She'd be like, I know my uncle's crazy, but you know, he's just he's really nice. Or like, just she'd smooth things over. Introduce me from to somebody from General Hospital. That she doesn't no. have soap opera stars. I mean, what? Nobody cares about soap opera uh, stars anymore. You're the yeah. only one left. So you're the lame. only one left. Yeah, that's why I can't stop because I am the only one left. If I if I leave, it's over. Yeah, that's true. I'm you not leaving. Just be over. By the way, it's really good right now. Let's yeah. get back to this then, because it's Thanksgiving then. Oh. Hey, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. Today. What, you guys would just like get together and like just say mean things about me? Oh, we did a little more than that. No, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> what, what, what else did you do? We started a rumor. What rumor? <laughs> oh, come on, Will. Just take off your shirt and tell us. <laughs> Best line ever. I use it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Dave Elliott who first said it like once at a tailgate. He's like, he was talking to like um, 
he might have even been talking to Nancy Weinberg or something. <laughs> well, just take off your top and tell us. <laughs> I think he said it to a dude, which is you know better, but um, it was really funny. That's such a great line. How right? many girls out there do you think could sue you for sexual harassment? Well, you know, I've been thinking about that. Right. And, um, you know, me and Chris Murphy were talking about, like, God, if all this was happening in the 80s, we'd probably be brought up on charges somehow. But I've really been thinking about it. and I, Except for this one time where I totally molested this girl because she was passed out and I was drunk and um, she wouldn't tell me where she lived. Oh, I probably shouldn't have told you that story. Well, I left her at her doorstep. Didn't you get in trouble at work for something? Well, I well, I'm always in trouble with, with sexual harassment at work, but at, at White and Case, I got in trouble for saying I could see the girl's uh, panties through the um, overhead projector. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> and then remember, I got fired because I kept laughing when she said we have offices in Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, I, I think I saved the message from my temp agency. They're like, "Yeah, they don't want you to come back." Um, something about. Bangkok? What? I don't know. <laughs> and I, call, I was so embarrassed. I think I was living here. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's it's comedians that think they're funny. Like the whole, um, what's his name? The senator. Al oh, Franken. Franken. Like that picture, first of all, yeah. he's not touching her. And what, oh, he's not? No. Oh, I thought he was. No, he it's closed, but he, you could tell in the picture he's not actually touching her. But after all the years of spending time with comedians, they just think that's funny. And it it's not, no, I guess, to a lot of women. But that's the thing. Like, <laughs> the way he grew up, the way you grew up, it was just funny. And I feel bad that people are losing their jobs for being idiots. But that's the way you guys grew up. It was funny. So I feel like now, okay, now it's not funny anymore. Everybody knows it's not funny. So now you have to stop. But to, you know, for Louie to lose his job and lose everything, I feel like they didn't really know it was wrong because they're comedians and it's just funny to that and that's the worst part is last week i played this um this girl comedian she's asian and uh, horrible even though she's somehow popular she's on conan stuff so my good friend dave cross who you know i know who yes. i think is a so genius funny. a genius yes. uh married to amber tamblin oh i love her she was on general hospital we're back oh man damn it's a funny thing because that is my favorite thing to do on the podcast, but not that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's married to her, and um, I didn't know that. Yeah, for a long time now, and so this Asian comic—I uh, can't remember her name. I have it here somewhere. She, um, Dave Cross, meets her for the first time fifteen years ago, maybe ten years ago, whatever, and makes fun of her pants because that's what comics. Duke. Correct. Makes fun of, like, where'd you get those pants? A five and dime? Whatever he said. Some, probably something more genius. And she goes, I was dumbstruck. I just couldn't talk. He made fun of my pants. What? And I'm like, what kind of comic is this? And then he goes, what's the matter? You don't speak English? Ching, chong, dong, dong. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I read it in the paper, I laughed out loud. <laughs> when I heard the rebroadcast of me doing it, I laughed out loud. This girl is an asshole. She's a professional stand-up comedian. Let's say she wasn't a professional at this point. I don't know what kind of professional she is, but she, somehow she appears on Conan. He seems to like her. I think she's an idiot. But um, it, that's the greatest thing that can happen to you if you're an up-and-coming comic is having a living legend make fun of you. If Jeff Ross is roasting you when you're starting out, 
you're not going home to tell you're not going to believe what happened to me. He he said my shirt looked like I uh, should be living on a farm. I don't know, you know, whatever it is. What? What did he say? Are yeah. you kidding? If you're going to be that uptight, a ching chong jing, which is the stupidest thing of all time, where he's actually making fun of people that do that kind of stuff, if you know him really well, um, how can you be a comic? How can you even be a comic? I don't even want to live in a world where that's not going to be okay, where this girl is going to have her way and, and, and you know be able to make fun of David Cross. Now, David Cross is a known bully. He's a bully. He, he's done it. You should see the way he is with Jim Belushi. He hates Jim Belushi. <laughs> and he, whenever Jim Belushi well, is performing right with, I know, with the Blues Brothers, he goes on stage and like plays the drunk guy character and they have to kick him off. Like he's a real bully. But still, to I, I'm pretty sure the first day I met him, he mocked me too. I'm positive he did. I mean, that, he, it, it, but, you know, it was awesome because... Like somebody makes a Jewish joke to me. I don't, I don't think it's funny. Well, it depends but who I, it is. I also would not ever be like... Oh no, they made fun. They said something bad yeah. and it made me sad. Get over it. I know. It's bad. And that, but I mean, and it, but, but you're talking about a professional comedian doing that. Somebody who's known for being really good at what they do, that's even worse. Uh, somebody who thinks they're funny, like myself, uh, <laughs> who knows how that goes. You know, I went to the tailgate on Sunday and there was some guy there and he's like, Yeah, I used to be a comic too. And I'm like, like yeah it's tough because you know i know a lot of gay guys who think it's okay to touch women because they're gay and it's not okay that's what happened to lee alan's lee right yeah remember he um yes you know my very good friend lee who's alan his uh, husband has been on the podcast you know alan i've known him for years we had the podcast we were talking about us and sarah jessica parker robert downey jr and his husband used to work at tommy bahamas and he used to get drunk and he used to smack girls on the ass so hard because he was gay and he finally went too far and slapped a girl in the face, and he got fired. Oops. Well, then she called him a faggot, and then she got fired. Wow. So there's wow. really no way to win in that situation. Yeah, it's Ouch. it's tough. They'll always Man. fire both parties, even if the one person's not at fault. You're better off not telling. They'll fire you too, unless you're Dave Juskow. Then only then one person get gets fired. fired. Right. Uh, you know, if they choke you at a party, technically both <laughs> of us should have been fired. She had already filed a sexual harassment suit on me. That's what I thought. Yeah. She did. The but HR what, what did you do? Nothing. Remember, I told you the managing partner came up. He was just like, yeah, she filed a sexual harassment charge. Uh, Trying to be better. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even telling you what he actually said when I went in there, but it, uh, it's a boys club. And this right, made her right. so angry that the boys club still exists. Um. That's why I think she got angry and started to choke me at the Christmas parties. The anniversary's coming up. This is why I don't go to the Christmas parties anymore. <laughs> I don't call. need any trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a classic story. I don't know whether I've ever told the whole thing in the podcast before, but she just was whispering in my ear like, you're a loser. You're a fucking asshole. You know you're an asshole. It was so hot. She was like, whispering oh, no. this stuff in my ear, and I always thought she was cute. And she's just whispering this stuff, and it's... It's sexy because she's so angry and she hates me so much. There's a turn on to it. And then she kept following me around all night. I kept asking her if she wanted to dance and that just made her angrier until she finally lost it and just choked me and broke a blood vessel in my eye. Yes, I remember. Yeah, Yeah. I remember that. I could have sued that whole firm. Yeah. She's the HR woman. The I'm not sure suing a bunch of lawyers is the way. Well, that's why I thought best to probably not go down that road. But at least, you know, you got her fired. 
Well, yeah, you would hope. Like he's like, hey, what do you think if I keep her working here? And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> She's crazy. How many years have you been there? Seventeen. Seventeen. Wow. That's a lot. Of I years. can't leave. That's great. No, you can't. I don't know what. I, you know what? I was thinking if I get fired, I haven't had to look for a job in twenty years. I mean, uh, yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, you're not working. No, you keep. You've been interviewing too, right? A little bit. It's not. Yeah, it's I, not easy to I, go. Back. I don't know what. I don't know what I do. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any skills. Yeah, you do. I don't. I don't know whether I have 21st century skills. I don't have any skills. You know, I still use a typewriter. <laughs> I, uh, you know, when I went to secretarial school with the other ladies, they told me I would never amount to anything because <laughs> I was the only boy in the class. And let me tell you, there was a lot of sexual harassment in that. I've been sexually harassed by both genders for years. When I worked at Manpower, the temporary agency, That's first of all, I used to work at Kelly Girls. Wow. I can't believe it was called manpower. Well, first I was a Kelly girl. Oh, that's even funnier. Uh, I was the only male at an all-female temp agency. That's really I was funny. very good at my job, but I was a Kelly girl. They're like, are you from Kelly Girls? I am. I s- wish I was kidding. <laughs> I only wish I was kidding. You're from Kelly Girls? Yes. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then when I was at manpower, I remember I slept with the girl who was like booking me because I thought I'd get more work. It completely backfired. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got, I, I don't think I ever got work again. <laughs> it seemed like a, one of those things I was, this is a great idea. Like why did we all temp? I don't think temp, temping's a thing anymore. I think they still have temps, but they're weird and creepy. You think so? I know, I used to be one. I don't know, <laughs> I but we guy. all did it. But let me tell you something. I don't know whether I ever told you this either, but you're not going to believe this. When I was temping all the time, like me and Atel were temping, right. you know, I had a job at the New York Eye, Ear, and Throat Hospital. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And they made me a doctor one day. They're like, can you just see this patient? And I'm like, what? what? I'm just a temp. They're like, yeah, just put on the smock. And they put, <laughs> I was putting the smock and the stethoscope. Gotta oh love the 80s. Love yeah, I love the, the 80s. 80s. And went in and I'm like, so what, do you, what, do you, what are your symptoms? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I have uh, so something wrong with my up. eye, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's who came to the right place." <laughs> How you doing? Uh, and you know, and then finally, uh, I warmed him up for you. You know, <laughs> it was so weird. They're like, "Doc," and I'm like, uh, "Yes." I mean, I was really impersonating wow. a doctor, and they asked me to do it as a as a favor. That's so. And they weird. loved me there, and they were like, well, "Can you come back?" And I'm like, "I don't." feel comfortable here <laughs> it's weird i mean it was kind of awesome i was carrying around the clipboard and the stethoscope but what what That's was the so point weird. of having I to go think in they were short of doctors or something so i was just trying to kill time with the patients but there was no indication that i wasn't a doctor right you know i never said anything we we didn't lie but i went in and they just thought i was a doctor because i because i had the apron and the stethoscope oh wow god as far as they know, I could have been Bill Cosby and just being like, now, what seems to be the Drink this. You're coughing and spreading up. And then and then I got so cocky, I was just, you know, I was just trying to, I'm like, you know, I watched uh, TV like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Catch Me, Catch me If You Can. can. <gasps> I'm like watching, you know, like um, ER or whatever, you know, and be like, well, you might have conjunctivitis. <laughs> hey, do, you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you concur? Do you concur? Right. Oh, I can't believe I never told you that. I don't think I told anybody. No, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's I think I remembered it up. recently when I was thinking of, you know, whenever something comes up like these 
uh, the Harvey Weinstein stuff, remember I told you, right. it reminded me about how this man from NBC did this to me. And I will tell my audience the full story very soon. Uh, but I've never told the whole story. But it happened to me. Some guy from NBC had me in his hotel room in a goddamn bathrobe and wouldn't let me leave. I can't believe it. I never even, I forgot about it. I completely forgot about it. That is so yeah, it's weird. crazy. And, you know, he told me he was gay and I was trying to be polite. You know, like I, I'm like, well, I, I know a lot of gay people. Like, you, you, you don't even want to be like, I'm like, hey, a fag, don't touch right, me. Right. You know, you don't want to be like that. I also wanted a job at NBC. And that's why I can totally kind of understand right. these girls Absolutely. in a way where I'm like, well, if I run out, then Louis will say I'm an asshole or something. And that is the rub, he might say, thank you. Um, <laughs> the git, as uh, you might say, is the, the issue. Uh, let alone his manager saying, hey, stop talking about it. Stop telling people that. So he's but kind of also bullying. why go up to his room in the first place? Like, why not well, just because, be like, oh, because I got to go Because it's Louis C.K. and they think he's joking. Okay. They're two really pretty girls. They're, they're trying to be comedians. These girls from Chicago. And they're like, oh, my God, Louis. It'd be like Sting asking you to his room. I'd go. Well, that's what I'm saying. Man, you can't so to these, that. But you can if you're going to be a comic and you worship Louis. Do you know how many girls I know find Louis attractive? Because he's who he is. So they went up there. Do you know how attractive what? I'm going to be if I become Louis status? Do you, you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing. They were interested then. Dory, trust me. No, I don't know. No, they, they they were interested in seeing him. What were you saying? How do you think they're interested? Well, you said how many. Uh, d- did they find him attractive? No, did no, they go up no. To this his was room? purely professional. They're like, we want to be comics. This is exciting going to a Louis C.K. room. I'm sure he's kidding about jerking off. Now, the. For you and I, as soon as he pulls the penis out, we're, we're out. out. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the, that's the issue. That's the issue. They don't want to, they feel if they leave that room, he's going to slander their career, whatever career they might have. And maybe he did. We've never heard of these girls before. I don't think he did anything, right. you know, but his, but his manager threatened them in a way saying, don't talk about it anymore. Now, his manager is getting a lot of flack. And I've known, and you've known Dave Becky for a very long time in Three Arts. Dave Becky is a genius. He came to town in 1996, started the New York comedy boom, and picked up the best comics in the country right now in 96. Picked up Patel, Mark Marin, Louie, Tom Papa, Todd Barry. I mean, the list is really endless. That's off the top of my head. Wow. He picked up the best of the best. Um... And started, you know, their careers. So he is just as powerful as Harvey Weinstein. He now produces their shows and, you know, he's involved in everything. And uh, I think he's in a little bit of trouble too. Yeah, probably. Because everybody that kept it quiet is now also in trouble. But what we were talking about today was how great it is every morning when we wake up and there's a new accusation <laughs> because it's so much better than somebody shooting up a church right. or a temple or, or a, you know, an elementary school. This is fantastic. Let's keep this going. <sighs> Let's just find a new person to blame every day because it's exciting. Everybody's I'm talking sure about could. it. And um, it's just so much better than the rest of the news. On the Today Show today, the open. Oh my God! I just uh, I, I almost threw up. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that? No. That's oh gross. my God! It was a classic burp. You know, I went to the Devils game a couple weeks ago, and I ended up having a hot dog with because the, the toppings looked amazing. Oh, Never boy. again. Like at Seven Eleven. Oh God. Yeah, just like the, the nachos. <laughs> nachos. <thing>. nachos. <laughs> the squirtable beef. Oh, I. <laughs> 
<laughs> to this day, I would still get those goddamn nachos. Now, Dory and Liza told me, Uncle David, do not. It was just like in Clueless. Daddy, no. You know, like, it's like when he can't eat that stuff. You know you can't eat that. Dory and Liza, we went to 7-Eleven. I see the squirtable meat, the squirtable cheese on the nachos. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally getting this. I'm getting this. And I squirt. They're like, don't. It, it's diseased. It's disgusting. I got so deathly ill from it. Remember the next day, I blamed Dory and Liza somehow, even though they told me. Don't eat that. Now, I don't even know how I got sick. It wasn't even diarrhea. It was like sick. Like there was like a virus in there or something. It was squirtable meat. That's just wrong. Uh, but it, it's, I'd still do it. Putting on as much as you want of toppings is so awesome. So that's what I did in this hot dog. But it just kept repeating and I felt bad. I think that's why when I saw Phil Hanley today, he was a little standoffish. Like I, he burped on I, him? Oh, I was burping so much. It was horrible. But like not like pretending like I wasn't. It was just repeating all the time. I felt horrible. At least it gotcha. wasn't a girl. Are you going to Aunt Judy's thing? Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I've told everybody. December 29th, a big day. December 29th. I got to check my calendar. No, you got to check your calendar. You're an asshole. There's always something. I got to so, make sets for Shrek. Speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, everybody's talking about now at Thanksgiving, they're finally talking about the relatives you have to hug. Have you seen this? No. Everybody's talking about now they're finally bringing it up after all these years. The relatives, it, is it okay to force your kids oh. to give a kiss to Aunt Francis? Right, disgusting. Uh, oh, God, you know, or to make no. your kids hug a relative you'd rather not, you well, know, do. I don't do it to my kids because I was forced to do it, right? And it was horrible. Right. And that's why I've never tried to force them to right. do it either. Because, oh my God, I remember when we used to have to do that to yeah. just you know particular Aunt Francis and if right. Aunt Judy's listening. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, you know how it was. Uh, <laughs> she, I think she understands. Yeah. And uh, she was just, you know, and daddy would make fun of the hair on her face and everything. It was so gross. And we had to like kiss her on the cheek and it was disgusting and, and it made Thanksgiving horrible. And this horrible. is the reason why you're here, Dory. And this is the reason why we banned our mother for 30 years. We don't, we, we took care of the problem. We don't have people we don't want at our Thanksgiving table so anymore. Because when we grew up, we had everyone we didn't want. Now, I don't want to mention any names now because their relatives are the greatest people of all time. <laughs> but for some reason, we got stuck with the bad end of the bunch. They hated us. We don't know why they weren't invited anywhere else. Yeah, that doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense now that we know the other people. I, I'm sorry I'm being so cryptic, but it's important and you know because it involves the devil. And um, <laughs> it, it, I don't want any trouble. And uh, But... They had these people over our house, and it was just a miserable time. Now, everybody has a miserable time Thanksgiving. Like, oh, you're going to see this person, this person. But we don't even know where these people came from. Right. They we don't know why like they were there. to us. Thanksgiving was no fun in our house at all. Well, it was not our grandparents. Hello, the controversial cider dance. But that was to rid those people of the house. <laughs> so it was brought on because yeah, of that. Yeah, but you know what? It was all worth just that. Yeah, so we'd bring on the controversial cider <laughs> dance was we would do this big intro. We? Well, because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just me? Yeah, mommy <laughs> Right, mommy introduced me once. I don't know how I got her to do it. So we had the people sit down that we didn't, we were hoping maybe one day they're just going to leave. And uh, I would take two jugs of cider and just dance around like Homer Simpson and hold the jugs up in the air to this music. It was stupid. And we called it the controversial cider dance. And one year I had my mother introduce me so they think they're going to see a show because they know I kind of entertain a little. So they're like, oh, this is going to be great. And Rhoda. I can't like, believe she did it. Uh, okay. And now here's David doing his controversial cider dance. And I'm like, and then you, 
had the music ready. I did have the music. And then you played the music, and I just pick up, and <laughs> they are sitting there with. They never came back again after that. I don't think they so. were sitting there with the look, smiling like, oh. But realizing later, like, this is going nowhere. <laughs> and then I just bowed and said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Like, you could see the look in her eye going, yeah. oh, he must be special needs. <laughs> or, you know, and back then, retarded. Yeah. He's a retard. <laughs> yeah, we should take him to the zoo. Like, they felt so bad. They were just smiling as if, you know, oh, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. I better keep smiling or he might Oh, they never me. came back after that one. <laughs> after Rhoda, I think that was the problem. When Rhoda was involved, <laughs> they have to think, why would she? Right, right. That's probably, that, you're right. this? The whole family is retarded. <laughs> and yeah, you could use that term back then. And after that, once I finished, once I moved out, I just never wanted to come back. And, and fortunately, they just, mom and dad started going to, Lake George, thank God, and we just made a pact never to spend Thanksgiving together again. And then while you were away in California, I had nowhere to go. It was horrible. Yeah, that's I tried so, sad. so many different things. Mostly I was just at home. Sometimes I go to other people's. And that one time I went to the David Letterman show. I'll never forget, a lot of my friends used to work on the Letterman show. So I'm like, I'll go there for Thanksgiving because they had a live show. And um, I'll never forget, it was an okay time. You know, it was nice to see everybody. It's still sad. And uh, they had a nice spread, but David Letterman never came down to say hello. Paul Schaefer was there. Everybody was there. And it's just I was just like, wow, this guy's making all these people work on Thanksgiving, and he has a plate of food sent up to him. He doesn't yeah, even come horrible. down to say, hey, yeah, thank cool. you so much, you guys. I know I've taken away. Even Jay Leno would have the decency to say, hey, you know, it's uh, Thanksgiving. I appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, it, it, it was so rude, and I'd been dying to go on a show. Ever since, it'd be like, right. I got to tell you something. <laughs> a little, Back the problem then. with you is, uh, and it's horrible because I worship David Letterman, and I still think he's awesome, but that's not cool. And uh, that was a horrible Thanksgiving because then I was also supposed to meet this girl, and she got sick and didn't show up. And Oh, that Thanksgiving broke my heart. Did I hear their um, Kennedy Center honors? David Letterman? Mark Twain. And they had to take oh, Louis C.K. out of I, the uh, thing. No, Al yeah. Franken. Him too? Yeah. Oh, maybe just Al Franken. Yeah, I think it was Al oh, Franken. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's another one. Uh, that was disturbing that they edited him out. I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, did you hear all the girls who worked with him on Saturday Night Live came back and said, no, you're wrong. He's a good man and shut up. Wow. That's nice. That is really nice. He seems like a good man. Because you know he's just a stupid comedian. He's a comedian. I, he's I know. He's a comedian. Guys, watch Trading Places. If you don't, th- if you think that that's what it is, watch Trading Places. He's a, he's awesome. Right. Look at all, all the sketches he wrote on Saturday Night Live. He's he's brilliant. All right. So everybody fucks around. Jesus. He hasn't done it since he's been senator. I don't think. I don't know. Hope not. Well, they were making a big thing that somebody made fun of he was already a senator i'm like but that's just what he does he just, I don't speaking of retards this is um <laughs> when i came in uh, one of the other shows you were doing which might have been one of your best shows because it makes sense to do it and not playing old people have young people but this is the song everybody loves and i came in in the middle and i couldn't even believe what i was seeing i called the tell immediately yes yeah i know this is your favorite My goddamn favorite song, song. There's the cool kids, there's the preps, and there's the skate punks and the jocks, and then there's me. There's the losers. Sing along, because I sing along and all the, the time. And the goths, and then there's me, and then there's you. Because you're the new kid in the school, you're not defined by one specific breed. 
So you're free to flip from group to group, from scene to scene. Cause you're the conduit, the medium, the go-between. Which means you're perfectly positioned to get me what I need. Look, Archie, I'm the wrong guy for this. One date, that's all I'm asking. Isn't there some nice girl on the special needs bus? They don't like me. Back before the crutches, it was clear. I don't fit. I was gonna stop it, but Dory's so happy <laughs> that I, I don't want to turn it off. No, you can right stop up it. Yeah, I've never seen you hey, so happy. But look at you, you're making friends and having like parties. I know with impressive speed. Just 20 minutes when we're sitting, so our knees get tucked. Yes, it's a tiny inconvenience, but it means so much. Cause out of all of Indiana, you can get me what I need. It's impossible. And what I need is Kendra. 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 Beautiful Kendra. 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 Wonderful Kendra. I'll make her appear. If you want a girl, the girl you want is Kendra. 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 Very hot Kendra. Very hot. Very hot. Go to Kendra. I'm waiting here. Now. When I saw this show, amazing. this is where I came and I came in late because I was coming walking. I, for some reason, I decided to go through Staten Island. It was a huge mistake. This is the show you're doing. It's called 13. Uh, the original Broadway cast has Ariana Grande and Jade from Victoria's and <laughs> Dynasty. Uh, what's her name? Uh, right. I know uh, Elizabeth oh, Gilliam. Yeah, right. It, it was like, in the uh, Dennis Leary show before that, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Um it's a very good show, and actually, so I believe the book is written by the guy who just did Tootsie. I met him. Jason Robert Brown did the music. Where's the bow tie? I don't know. No, no, he didn't do the music. The guy who wrote the book for 13 just wrote Tootsie, the one I just saw, wow. the one I auditioned for. Right. Uh, so I met him. He was very, it was exciting, because I was like, oh my God, my sister and my, yeah. they, they love 13. So um, anyway, that's it. I come in late. And I see this kid singing the song is on crutches, right? Or, yeah. or uh, the braces. Yeah. Like he has muscular dystrophy or something, right? Yes. yes. I couldn't That's believe it. That's the and, whole thing. Yeah, well, I didn't know. And I don't know what the hell is it about. It's about 13-year-olds, which is smart to do a show with 13-year-olds doing 13. So it makes sense. But um, this is the, the lines coming up just where I came in. Here's the problem. Every minute, if I ever had a chance, the time is now, so who cares how? Just do your best, and I won't bother you again, and that's a promise guaranteed. So you can help me out, and we can grow through very well. I can turn around and make your life a living hell. It's up to you, you've got a choice, you've got incentive to succeed. Yes, I know it sounds insane. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Only because I came in, I see a kid in muscular dystrophy like braces, and then he's saying, Jerry Lewis! And I was like, oh my God, where's it tell? I'm like, oh my, I have to, and I called him immediately. I'm like, you're not going to believe I walk in and this kid's singing about Jerry Lewis. And he's in I'm like, what the hell kind of show is this? I've never Best seen show the show ever. before. That's your favorite show of all time, isn't it? it? Is. Besides Dear Evan Hansen now. Yeah. What do you like better? Uh-oh. Oh. oh. No, they're so different. They are so different. Are they? Yeah. Pretty different. <laughs> Little bit. Okay, speaking of different, uh, David Cassidy died today. So sad. Uh, now, your mother and I uh, were big David Cassidy fans, as was everybody our age. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Uh, the best part is, uh, so David Cassidy's on a show called The Partridge Family, which you've heard of, maybe because we've told you, or no? 
Wild Wild, the show called what? The Partridge Family. Oh, yeah. You've heard of it? You've never seen it, though. No, that's the one where they're all in a band. Yeah, yeah. it's a and family a of... kid that plays a tambourine. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think she just died. She died? Susan Crow. Really? Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. In Isn't Archie our Comics, age? everybody's our age now. <laughs> in Archie Comics, doesn't Hot Dog play the tambourine in the band? Mm, the dog? I don't remember. Because uh, um, I'm hoping they're going to do that on the show. <laughs> oh, God. Because <laughs> I told you Hot Dog Shooter, made an appearance Shooter. last week. I was like, I call Beth up every week and I tell her what's <laughs> happening in Riverdale, and in the I show think Riverdale. He's kidding, but he's I am not. not kidding. I'm like, well, Dilton Doily just gave Archie a gun. <laughs> it's really messed up. And Moose and Midge are a mess. I'm telling you, I don't think they're going to make it. Um, Anyway, so David Cassidy was in the Partridge family, and he was terrific. Now, this show was okay. It wasn't like the Brady Bunch, which right. is just epic for some God knows reason why that's better. Um, maybe the, even though the Brady Bunch is more unbelievable in a way than the Partridge family, because um, the Partridge family had a little bit more reality to it besides taking away the family's stupid band, their situations about bad management and right, bad right. bus travel seemed more legitimate in many ways. But the best part about the Partridge family was David Cassidy was gorgeous. I mean, he really was a gorgeous man. Cool, 70s cool. You know, had the, the, the shell necklace Pinkabees. or whatever. Great hair, cool looking. And he sang well enough that was a fun, poppy thing, which is why he had trouble later because his voice wasn't as good as uh, it should have been, perhaps. Um, but the best thing that they had on that show the best plot technique was that he was this gorgeous boy he was like 17 king of high school whatever but he was real stupid and danny his brother his younger kind of ugly brother who was 13 always had a get rich scheme that involved keith looks and keith would always go along with it because he was stupid and danny was smart and he was savvy and that was a really funny technique to use in sitcoms but he also like he made fun of himself. They all made fun of him. Like, yeah, yeah, they all made fun of him too, was which never, was also like, good. Yeah, that's yeah. Why well, that's it was what funny. made him so great is that he right. wasn't full of himself. Right. So everybody mocked him that he was like stupid or that he was too into his looks or something. But he wasn't into his looks. It was, no, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was it was a good mix, and that's what made him a ridiculous teen stratosphere star, which you couldn't possibly imagine, you know, knowing now. But um, yeah, that I always liked that technique. But they had. This was their really big hit song um, that made it. I'm sleeping and right in the middle of a good dream. Like all at once I wake up from something that keeps knocking you ever hear this song, Dory? No. I go insane, I this was my huge. To my huge. Head. I'm sure in my bed, screaming out the words I dread. I think I love you. This morning I woke up with All right, see, and now uh, that song I can't stand anymore. Like man, it's, it's overplayed. I'm done with it. You know, overplayed. But for what? me, it is. I don't like it. But um. I we had my, uh, we had list. all of their albums. Now I'm going to show you. <laughs> I made a list. We I've did. been carrying it around all night. We oh had boy. every album. Okay, me and your mother. I believe you. This was the first album cover. Take it. Okay. It's um as you can see, it's like an old photograph family album thing. Very nice cover. That album was amazing. We knew every song on it. Every song was amazing. Uh, I. 
no, it didn't have this. Um, it uh, even this one. This is the last song in the album. We we and when I play it, you'll remember it. it it's like ridiculous. It's not a big song, but we knew every song on that album. Singing it out to the people. Singing it out to them all. I'm embarrassed to grow up in this era. Singing my song <laughs> and they'll sing it along. All of my problems are all so small. I can't believe you know it, the words. So well, we, how many times have we listened to it? That's the only part I know. It, it, so, and that's like the least most famous song and we knew every song in the album it was totally. amazing wow. this was the second one I think they came out 74 and 74 I think they came out with two albums this was called Up to Date this was the second album remember it Remember it so well because it had all their birthdays right, on it. Right, because Danny's we had all the yours, Danny, right? Me and yeah. Danny Bonaduce have the same birthday. I was furious. I remember um, staring at that for hours. Hours. Because, Dory, what you used to do when you listened to music was just stare at the album cover. That's all there was. It was like living in the 1700s. <laughs> there was nothing to do but stare at the album cover or when you're eating breakfast, stare at the cereal box. That's all there was in life. Yeah. You would stare at the album covers for hours, so they had to be special. Now, this album... Wow, old Chris, too. Yeah, right. So this, the, one of the, the son, the, who was the drummer, gotcha. he left after the first season, and everyone was in an uproar. Uh-huh. Nobody knew what happened, because like, why would he leave? Why would he leave? I found out today, David Cassidy said, yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, I remember Jenny Sperling coming over our house who was our next door neighbor and said, well, I heard his family had to move for, to Virginia. Like his dad got a job. And that's exactly what happened. I, I read it up today and Jenny was right. That it, everybody was curious. It was such a successful show. Right. Why did one of the characters leave? Right. It wasn't like Roseanne where they went to college and that's why they replaced her. You know, it's like this guy was just weird. And, he, and David Cassidy said he didn't get along with anybody. He had problems with everyone on the set. He's like five. Yeah. He's like yelling. He's like, that kid was a dick. He had problems with everybody. <laughs> it's hilarious. Funny. So on the next album, in the next season, they replaced him with this cute blonde kid. That's really <laughs> he weird. He was the new Chris. And when the next season aired, or whenever he came up, do you remember? We, we couldn't wait to see the new Chris and see how he was going to... Do you remember this at all? Um, I'll never forget. I didn't know that we... like we. I remember when he came, we're like, who's that? No, 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 no. You remember? I like, remember everything vividly. I was obsessed with so the Friday night lineup. It right. was the Brady Bunch, the person. That's all I had in my life. So I was obsessed that old Chris left. Why did he leave? Why would he leave a hit show? I was like this when I was five. The same way I am now. Obsessed with the stupidest of things. Why did old Chris leave the show? So whatever, you know, why would you leave? Because your father, his father needed a job. The guy's making network money. So they bring in the new Chris. I'll never forget me and your mother. She doesn't remember, but we're sitting there waiting for the new Chris to come in. And he has one line. He's looking out the window. I remember it vividly. And he says, he's coming. And that was the only time we went up to tell mommy. And we're like, just like, oh, he had one line. He said, he's coming. (laughs) It was amazing. The new Chris. 
That's funny. Anyway, he's in that album. It's called, what's it called? Sound Magazine? Sound Magazine. It's okay. It had I, a couple hits like well, Echo Valley 26809. I remember all these songs. Oh, what's a, what's one of the songs? Because I remember them too. I Woke Up and Love This Morning. Oh, I Woke Up and Love This Morning. Do I have that one? I woke up no, I don't. Yeah, that's a classic. They had a lot of hits. Is that the one that has this one too, which is... Uh, I can't read it. There were so many hits they had. Yeah. You know this one? And we had all the albums. You know the name? Well, you'll know it when he says it. How do you know the lyrics, though? I can't remember any of the lyrics. These songs? I remember the songs. I don't remember the lyrics. I could listen to these all the time. Dory, um, does it say uh, what? Uh, what are the songs no, on there? It doesn't. Does say... it say "Point Me in the Direction of Albuquerque"? That's a good one. Or was that no. on? Which album was that on? Point me. Okay, so think, I think that's on the. Maybe it's on. I don't think it says what's on those. It doesn't say what's on. Yeah, so it's not on the third one. There's this song. This was huge. For some reason, now how they can make a song that's called "Point Me in the Direction of Albuquerque" a hit, but they found a way. This is the best podcast ever. <laughs> All my podcasts are like this. <laughs> oh, I'm skipping. Tori, do you understand how miserable life was in 1974? You get it now, right? all we have. This is all we have. Point me in the direction of Albuquerque. I'm doing Neil Diamond. I want to go home. Now, the best part about that song, I think the reason why I liked that song so much, which was such a strange song, is because, of course, it reminded me of this. Mm. See, you know, I knew I should have been left trying at Albuquerque. I have the mix. Don't look much like Los Angeles to me. I knew I should have taken that left coin at Albuquerque. <laughs> well, here I am. Pismo Beach. Hey, just a cotton-picking minute. This don't look like the Coachella Valley to me. <laughs> I knew I should have taken that left coin to Albuquerque. Uh, let's see now. <laughs> <laughs> South Pole? Oh, I get it. I should have toined left at Albuquerque. Oh, I think so. Well, here we are. Pismo Beach and all the claims we can eat. What a way for a duck to travel. <laughs> underground. Hey, wait a minute. Since when is Pismo Beach inside a cave? I wonder, uh, you know, I just bet we should have turned <laughs> left at Albuquerque. Now, I don't know why they did that at the line, but I couldn't even believe that the Partridge family wrote a song with the word Albuquerque in it. <laughs> and that's all that's I was funny. thinking about. I was like, that's that doesn't make any sense. By the way, um, well, there's a couple things we're going to go over. Uh, we'll go to that in a second. Okay, the fourth album, 
Oh, boy. There's more? Oh, we had every album. <laughs> they just went for it all. <laughs> really? No, no oh, I'm you're kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, wait do you see this. Are you ready? For, now, look at, you see the first album, very good. Second album, they make it a little bit up to date. It's a nice place. Then the third one, kind of going downhill. Sound magazines just got it. Like, they clearly put no effort into it. Right. The fourth one, it's just called the Partridge Family Shopping Bag. And there's a free shopping bag inside, which I actually, which I have, oh which God. I have in Rhoda's house. You do? I have the free shopping bag. Yeah, they just gave up. Shopping bag. They gave you a shopping bag <laughs> Shopping your bag. It, the album is called Shopping Bag. That's odd. Yeah, that didn't go anywhere. Um, that's when they were done. Now, the worst part is the next album. There's another one? Yeah, there was... Well, there was, wasn't there a Christmas one? Yeah. The next album was the Christmas one. Oh, boy. We weren't allowed to purchase it. Uh, Rhoda would not let us have I, a Christmas album. So we could not maintain the collection. And I think that's always bothered me and why I cannot have consistency in my life. I blame Rhoda. It's definitely because of that Christmas album. Not Are you much. mocking me? A little bit. A little bit. You know what, Beth... Would we really? <laughs> John. Um, <laughs> but John, why does not Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, John? I told Doria, I saw that guy in front of my house. Yes, <laughs> That's unbelievable. Too. I saw David Steinberg in front of my house. I would call Doria immediately. I'm like, I saw the guy who Martin Short is imitating in front of my house. I said, hello. I'm like, hey, it's uh, Dave Jessica in front of Rick Newman. And he's like, what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> John, I'm doing it like more like Porky Pig. You should have told him your name was John. But, but he wouldn't know. Like, I don't know whether right. he knows about that bit. You know, David, <laughs> my wife's father lives on this block. It's a pleasure. Now, this is the guy also that interviewed Sarah on the Showtime special, which I, which I can show you. I kept that on the TV. Oh. And he goes, now, Sarah, I understand you played me. In the production of The Odd Couple. And she goes, oh, yes. My friend Davey Boy Jeskow did a production uh, down here in, in Los Angeles. And how was it received? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, now, here is the new Chris and uh, Tracy talking to Keith about a problem. <laughs> Hi, kids. We need your advice. Sure. What can I help you with? Career counseling. <laughs> Career counseling? Well, we've decided what we want to be, but everybody says we can't. Well, sure you can. Everybody says you have to be born in the right kind of family. That's ridiculous. doesn't make any difference what kind of family you come from in this country. You can be anything you want to be. Now, what is it you want to be when you grow up? Negroes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it would have been better if they just said niggers. But, I mean, you might as well go the whole way at that point. Oh, my God. How about that? Wow. For uh, David Cassidy's last words. Wow. <laughs> um, what happened? Like, what was the... I have no idea. I don't remember the episode. Like, did they cut One the iota. scene right there? Or? I... Oh, I don't know what Did happens he have an after answer? that. Yeah. I, 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 no, they just have his expression going. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh wow. My God, he never sang insane. again after that. I did not see that, that uh, coming. <laughs> now, yeah. I don't know who wrote that episode, and I, I don't know what he's doing, but uh, I think we should maybe let Louis C.K. off the hook all of a sudden. <laughs> like Do you remember when Danny pretended to be Jewish? Yeah. That, wasn't that to go out with Jodie Foster? No, I don't think it was Jodie Foster. Oh. I, think I totally remember episode. that one. Oh, I totally remember that one. That's right. He was wearing the yarmulke, and they're like, Danny, would you like to say the prayer? Yes. Right, and he's like, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, I think that's when Shirley outed him. No, Yo, I think Rabbi, the father. Oh, did not, Shirley out him? Yeah. Oh. Rabbi, we're we're not Jews. Yeah. So his so David Cassidy's stepmom was the mother on the show, oh. and his dad was kind of a legendary actor who was a dick to David apparently and treated him really badly, but because he was very jealous of his career. Because he was, you know, one of these classy actors that always played a villain in like a private detective show, like for years. You know, his name was Jack Cassidy. But the funny thing is, I just played him last year in uh, at the Comedy Cellar because he Very sings this song. This is him. This is David Cassidy's dad. Did you know that? No. Yeah, this is Jack Cassidy. So funny. We can't afford to have a hand. Yeah. We I think he was in Guys and Dolls. I believe he was. Right? The original. But he was on like every Columbo. So and that's why I said Artie made a reference to him the other day. I was dying. You know, who remembers Jack Cassidy? You know? Me. He's so handsome also. So we have uh, the Mike Bichetti doing this. Did you see it? Yeah. You did see it? Oh, wait. You didn't no. see it Christmas Carol? I don't think I saw it. I'm a wolf of the cat. I'm going to play it this year for the podcast. I didn't play it last year. Joe said I should have just done this one again. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I want to do it twice. Which try love, it's actually. so good. You didn't see it. Yeah, but I mean, the... It was really fun. Animated. We had a really good time doing it. But Natterman is Scrooge. That's Mike Fischetti doing that. You ever see that guy? We can't afford a Christmas tree. It's okay to play this tonight. We will. Yeah, screw Rhoda. <laughs> we were lucky we were able to watch this. She wouldn't let us buy the damn Partridge Family Christmas album. We had every album. Yeah, that's pretty. She didn't want to sing a Christmas songs around the house. Yeah. I guess I can understand that, I guess, but. Well, she said when you had to sing them in school, don't actually say the words. I'm like, what? When did she say that? Oh, she did say that. I think you're right. She's insane. I don't know. Maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, that's right. They're clapping. All at the table. I think I did a good job in this show, too. Because I remember I was saying um, the backup to the ring. It's cold, it's cold, it's cold. Please, Mr. Please, Mr. Please, Mr. Scrooge. One piece of coal, one piece of coal. It's freezing cold. Thank you. I was oh, trying boy. to do my inner Jack Cassidy. Shut up, Dory. <laughs> what do you know about Jack Cassidy? Nothing. What you know about Jack Cassidy can fit in a, a, a cup. There's no way Liza's sleeping. Screw Liza. <laughs> You're just screaming. We did this last year, too. Who cares we did this, about Liza? We did this last year, and you told me you heard nothing. You were so tired. You Because you, you went to sleep last year, and you said, right. you, you well, just were like, you know, didn't you hear I had that screaming? Irish coffee before we came here. I'm good. Yeah, that was, uh, hey, you want to make it Irish? 
<laughs> What's it from? Friends. That's damn. She's good, right? No, hey, what do you say we make it Irish? I want to hear more Partridge Family music. Oh, I think uh, I. Let's oh, not. I have what? Excuse me. What? Just say <laughs> I, sh- I shed a tear this morning when I found out he died. Now here's the here's an interesting one that he hated this song to his dying day because of the middle part. I will play it for you. Oh, is this when he talks? Oh, damn it, Beth. <laughs> yes. Really funny. He refused to do it, boycotted the show. They had to bring in the managers and have like a sit down and be like, if we really need him to do this, we think this is going to be big for the girls, you know, whatever. He was so miserable, but he did it reluctantly. You know I love you, baby. <laughs> I was like, didn't Elvis do it? Like, what girl. You know. <laughs> it's funny already. I know. Girl, you know I love you. I just, <laughs> I just can't help it. I'm no different from anybody else. I start each day and I end each night. I start each day. I brush my teeth. <laughs> That's like he's like. <clears throat> I don't mind doing it. I just don't like your lyrics. Right, right. I start each day. I brush my teeth. <laughs> have some toast. <laughs> it gets really lonely when you're by yourself. He's right. Now where is love? I don't know. And who is love? Where? I gotta know. It's, always, it's a small part of the song, but he, oh, he was miserable. He was so angry about it. Uh, it seemed like he was angry about a lot of that. <clears throat> yeah, well, I don't know if he was. I um, I don't know if he was that angry about the whole show, you know. But well, they said like he, they wouldn't let him play his own guitar. Well, just in the first. Oh, maybe. Well, they did that to the monkeys too. Everybody no. was. It wasn't like it is now, where you can, um, right. you know, where people have, you know, they can say stuff, you know, if they don't right. like it, and people will listen, I guess. Um. <laughs> well, um, I have one other thing I want to talk about, and then we can wrap up. We've been talking for a while. It's a nice long podcast, but are you having a good time? Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to discuss, Dory, before I uh, wrap no. up? What are you doing in uh, college? What's happening? How's your dancing going? Good. You know, I hate your dancing. I'm aware. But is I it going well? I brought it up. Well, I know you like it. I do. I'm just looking the for... The show's like next week. You're in? Urine. <laughs> oh, by the way, everybody, I decided I'm going to call my new album, which I had a meeting about. I'm going to do it. Urine. Dave Juskow, Blood and Urine. Beautiful. I'm just kidding. That's I don't gross. think I can. Yeah, too gross. I can't do it. It's <laughs> like, I'm already going to have trouble selling this album anyway. So calling it Blood and Urine, but I wrote it down. And I'm like, well, what I'm actually going to call it is Dark Side of the Moon 2. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Stinky Torch? No. <laughs> uh, I was, I've been teetering over some titles and it's either going to be Led Zeppelin 4 side 2 <laughs> I'm going to name it out just two of famous albums you know Dave Juskow Thriller 2 anything that's classic I'm gonna, uh, Dave Juskow uh, All Along the Watchtower 2 I think it would <laughs> it's whatever these classic oh yeah Dave Juskow Shopping Bag 2 <laughs> brilliant brilliant Beth you're my new comedy oh my writer God, sell everything with the shopping bag now Dory <laughs> <laughs> Folks, 
I didn't want to say anything, but you will get a free shopping bag <laughs> if you buy it on CD. I know nobody's buying things that way anymore, but I want you to have it on CD. You will get a free shopping bag with my picture on it, uh, with my caricature on it, which has more hair. Um, now, Dory, many years ago, I went to go visit your mother at school because she was having difficulties meeting people and uh, getting to know the, the campus and, and whatever the case may be. And I was called in as a specialist to um, come in and, and try and help the situation the best I could and uh, uh, whatever. I, I was hurting that uh, my sister was not happy. All right. Um, I even went to one of her classes where she told me a teacher was giving her a hard time. And it was hilarious. And because my entire life is a sitcom, she I'm stupid. I'm not a bright I'm man. I'm quite aware. You're not... You, you, you know what you're supposed to say is, I will stop you when I just start disagreeing with somebody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I remember she asked a question and I raised my hand because I had seen it in a different Strokes episode where Mr. T was the security guard and he was security guarding Arnold and he raised his hand like really slowly. I did it just like that. And I knew it would make a great story for Beth to tell later. You know, it's like I knew what I was doing, but I knew I didn't know the answer to the question. Like I couldn't answer it the right, right. way. And the question was, I remember you it. You remember the question? I completely remember because I felt like a fool in front of your class. Like, <laughs> I knew kind of what it was. I didn't know how to explain it. If I ask you what irony was, can you explain what it is? Yeah, that's like a hard thing to like explain. Yeah, I just brought up. I'm like, what do you mean, like uh, O. Henry? Is that <laughs> that guy? Uh, doesn't he do irony? Uh, yeah, she's like, well, well, you know, she was trying. She was trying, and I was also trying to show you how to influence her. It was she hated me. I know, but I was trying to help. No matter how stupid I am, I'm not Alex P. Keaton. I couldn't be as smart, but I was trying to help. I figured if I raise my hand and show attention, you know, maybe it'll help her like Beth better. And um, I don't know whether it helped or not. Didn't it help a little bit? No. Is that another D that I got? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, can you answer the question of what irony is? Um, See, it's like hard. It's difficult. It says here, and this is kind of funny. The expression, uh, Webster says, the, uh, <laughs> the expression of one's meaning by using language that normally signifies the opposite, typically for humorous or emphatic effect. Yeah, that's hard uh, to come out a with. A state of yeah. affair, right, it was impossible to yeah. explain. Even like, when she did explain, is, I had no idea what she was talking it's about. It's too hard to like, right. give a definition. That's right, so it was a tough question, but I took a shot. A state of affairs or an event that seems deliberately contrary to what one expects and is often amusing as a result. These are the things. Amusing, comedy. I had mentioned the opposite of something, I think I said to this lady. I'll never forget. I remember even what she looked like. She was like Israeli. She had an accent or something, right? She had an accent, yeah. It's funny that I remember, right? Yeah. It's so funny. And I also remember the best part. I mean, if this was in a sitcom, I went up to talk to her after class because I was trying to teach Beth, this is what you do to get teachers uh, on your good side. And I'll never forget, I think it could have been Finer, the now gay Eric Finer. I don't remember who was in the class with you. It was somebody we knew. It could have been Craig. Oh, okay. Because it was English for accounting majors. Okay, so it was Craig. Is he gay too? He seemed effeminate, so I don't know. Okay, whatever. Making those faces. I refuse to out him on this podcast. (laughs) Right, he's an (laughs) avid listener. So um, anyway, I'll never forget, I was talking to the teacher and his face was out the door and he just rolled his eyes like, what is he doing? And I remember that, I am in a sitcom right now. It's so funny, you know, it's like I'm living my dream in a way. It's really funny. And that kid was funny. He was funny, Craig. He was like funny. He's like, what's he up to? I don't know. I thought it was funny. Anyway, the reason I bring it up mm-hmm. is because there's this story that happened two days ago about a Texas cheerleader 
who was killed when a distracted driver crashed into her car as he blew into an anti-DWI gadget. What I'm saying is, a lot of, once you get a DWI, some people get something in their car where you have to blow into it to make sure you're sober. Otherwise, the car won't start. I remember hearing that. It turns out, you don't have to just do it once. Sometimes you got to do it while you're driving. They make you do it again to keep the car going. So while he was taking the test, he got distracted and he hit the girl. And he killed her. He was not drunk in any way. Wow. And because he had to breathe in this thing, he killed this girl. Do you think that's irony? Yeah. I like the fact that they say irony, usually with humorous effect. (laughs) I don't know. I thought that story was completely... I was watching. I'm like, that is hilarious and so tragic for this poor girl. But the guy wasn't drunk. And these idiots who have this system... It's a completely flawed... Why would you make somebody do something while they're driving? You're trying to stop people from texting. You're trying to stop all this stuff. You're going to make them blow into the thing. Where is that thing? Is it on the steering wheel? He's going to take his eyes and he's going down. He's like this. He looks like he's blowing somebody. (laughs) And then he's got it. I mean, that's ridiculous. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, that's weird. Why is not a national news story? This is just like years ago when um, in the post in the 80s when I was reading about a Nazi who had died of cancer. I talk about this all the time. It was on page 25. I'm like, how is that not page one news? (laughs) Nazis never died of cancer. They lived long lives until they were 130. (laughs) Hearing one who finally got like where cancer's supposed to go and that's not page one news was very disheartening. Yeah. I just heard there's a Nazi living down the street who they're protesting uh, a war crime guy. Uh, no way, Somewhere really? around here, uh, maybe in the East Village, somewhere or in Brooklyn, and they had pr- a bunch of protests. People like kicking him. They want to kick him out of the country. He got here you know, on the sly, and they, they found out something, and he wow. killed a bunch of people, and he's like you know, 99. Right. And they all want him to leave. Uh, they want Trump to kick him out again. You know? Wow. And, uh, it still exists. I mean, these That's guys crazy. never got punished. They never got yeah. punished. On the flip side of that, I don't know whether you heard, I was talking about it, um, 60 Minutes had a piece on the last guy, not not the Nazi, but the guy who uh, was trying to convict the people at the Nuremberg trial when they were trying to convict the Nazis. And he said um, they never flinched, they never apologized, because to them, they were patriots. They never thought about it that way. They'll right. never sit there and go, what are you talking about? I was doing it for my country. You know, I mean, in a sick, twisted way, you know, Hitler was a genius. We know that. He brainwashed all these people into thinking, no, no, you're doing the right thing. These Jews, they're carrying a horrible disease. Whatever it is. Yeah. They, obviously, they should know better. And it's one of those things you'll, we'll never understand. But they're sitting there like, I was acting as a patriot for my country. Why are you angry? I did what I was told to do as a soldier. It's kind of like the code red right. of all wow. a few good men, you know. What do you do? Crazy. What do you do? Do you make your own decision? You're, you're, you're a soldier. You have to listen to orders. It's messed up. Messed up. It's pretty messed up. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, strange way to uh, leave the podcast, but um, you know, I think we had some fun tonight. It was very yeah. fun, right? Um, I had a good time. Oh, I guess we should. Uh, I was like, where am I going to leave? What song am I going to leave? I'm going to leave on David Cassidy. Song, yes, right? we do. Which one was my favorite? Can I one? sing along? Yeah. Which one would you like? Uh, Ooh, there's so many good ones to choose I, from. I, I, well, I didn't like any of the ones we played. So really. Uh, how about that singing my song one? I think that was maybe my favorite. Or I, the only ones I have right now are point me in the direction. If meet you halfway, I think I love you. We don't want. I woke up in love this morning. Went to sleep with you on my. Oh, morning. I don't have that one. <gasps> well, I can get it. That's okay. No, I'll get it. 
Let's talk about uh, what we're doing the rest of the holidays. When do you get out of school? No, Dory and I are doing a 5K. I mean, oh my God, the princess five run. Miles, oh sorry. my God, they're doing the princess run. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> oh my machine. God, you guys. It's a song machine. <laughs> <laughs> machine. Oh, we play that clip all the time. Want to play that? That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my favorite It's clip. fun to listen to when um, there's nobody uh, here. Yeah, wait, I have that one. I have you mean that one Billy first. doing it or the actual one? Uh, the actual one. Oh, okay. I was just saying that the other day. <laughs> Me and Liza were saying it. Yeah, it's, it's almost been a year. Right? Didn't he do it at Christmas? Yeah, yeah, he did oh, it at yeah, Christmas. Really did it at My Christmas. nephew did this, the uh, opening the sewing machine for Christmas. Oh. Hi. Hi. My name is Greg. Is it? Yes. My name is Larry. Hi. A great pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you. Well, you're very welcome. So, what are you drawing? Oh, I'm just doodling. That's a Hitler mustache. That's Hitler hair. <laughs> What's a Hitler? Oh, <laughs> Hitler was a bad man. A bad man? Very bad man. Oh, my God. Yes, he started a war. He, oh. he, didn't, he didn't really care for Jews. He thought they were a bit much. I would <laughs> kick his ass. I would kick his butt. <laughs> would you? Yes. Sorry. Good for you. Uh -huh. What are you watching in there? Project Runway. Good show. And what do you like about it? The fashion. <laughs> it's like the best show ever. You like fashion? Isn't that Jake? Yes, I do. <laughs> Ooh, what's that right there? Oh, that's called a uh, swastika. I like how the lines just go straight and then up and then down, <laughs> straight and then up and then down. It's beautiful. My birthday's coming up in a week, so can you get me one? A swastika? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, Greg. I'll have to think about that. They should start selling them in every gift shop in New York City. Yeah, I don't think Jews would like that. Get a life, Jews. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is your mom ready? Okay, sweetie, Nana's waiting for you. She's gonna give you a bath, okay? Okay. Take good care of her. <laughs> Thanks. He's something else, isn't he? That's an understatement. <laughs> hey! Oh, look at. Hey, Greg! Larry brought you something for your birthday. Greg! I'm so excited. Happy birthday! Hmm. <laughs> oh my god, let me check what is it. What is it? What is it? It's a sewing machine. It's a sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Billy couldn't get to that high yeah. note, though. Oh my but god, he did it really good. Wing costume, blue with the Wizard of Oz. You're gonna make the Wizard of Oz costume? Yes! Which one? Dorothy. Liza. I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. You're welcome, Greg. It's so great because Billy really so did funny. it good. You know, I'm so ha how 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 proud am I <laughs> that my uh, nephew appreciated the comedy of that so much that he memorized it and did it at Christmas, where he ripped up the thing and said, "A sewing machine, a sewing machine." I can't believe it, a sewing machine. Like, it was really really funny. I have it on tape. I should um, I gotta put it into my thing so I can uh, do it. Dory, why do you love David Cassidy so much? I'm just trying to figure out where you're going. Who doesn't? I don't I still don't really know who he is. I honestly have forgotten. Well, this song is Well, why would you know who he is? I know. You might know. We were talking about it the whole time. Well, maybe you know his daughter, Katie Cassidy from Arrow. No. Wait, really? No. Really? Yeah. No. No way. Yeah. For real? That's his daughter? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, she's way hot. Woke up in love this morning. 
went to sleep with you on my mind. Look, it's, this, now I feel like we're Steve and Elise Keaton, and we're <laughs> singing these hippie songs to your daughter. Because I swear, folks, if you could see Dory's face while we're singing this, it's like, yeah, you guys sleep be with you on my mind. Well, you know, I saw David Cassidy in concert. Blood Brothers? No. Oh, you saw him in Broadway in Blood I Brothers. I did with his brother. Did you? Oh, with Sean Hello. Cassidy. Sean yes. Cassidy was the greatest. Let's, uh, let's not I make any bones here. I saw him um, at the the Bitter End, maybe, somewhere down on 4th Street, whatever that club was, um, with Danny Bonaduce opening, doing stand-up. No yeah, yeah. Me and Lawrence and Sarah went. Oh. We had a blast that night. I, I saw was, him do Joseph, too. Yeah, Joseph and the Amazing Kentucky Go to Drink Club. They, yeah, he did a couple of Broadway gigs. But it said the reason he didn't make it is because his voice wasn't that rock and roll, you know. It's, just, it's probably like mine, you know. Like, like I'm like... You know, I think people would enjoy Didn't, um, if I sang, but they would not like me singing rock and roll. I'm pretty sure Barry Williams replaced David Cassidy and Joseph. I think Does you that might sound be right. right. I think that's. That I would think be they Greg Brady. used all the uh, all the '70s icon superheroes. And Donnie, anyway, Donnie Osmond. Also. Donnie Osmond going all the way back to 1974. Here's Donnie Osmond, one bad apple. Anyway, folks, thank you for a lovely podcast, Dory. Our yearly jaunt, excellent again. Woo. Beth, you did a great job this year. Did not You're suck. back. You did not suck. Liza is completely banned from the podcast. I know she doesn't care, but that is the way it's going to happen because I know I have to cater to my listeners, and they have said no more Liza. Yeah, Unless I have Matteo doing an imitation of Liza Minnelli. Then we will have Liza, which is going I to happen. I love Matteo. Everybody loves Matteo. Folks, we'll see you next week. Have a great, well, have a great holiday. We'll see you next time on the podcast, everybody. Bye.